1: Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is a Monday morning edition of the podcast. I'm recording on Saturday after another Rio Hondo prep victory from Thursday night. And first and foremost, I do want to wish everyone out there a happy Labor Day. Not sure if you're going to be able to watch or listen to this um, on Labor Day, because I'm sure everyone's very busy with activities and such out there. But uh, happy Labor Day, nonetheless, an extended long weekend weekend for me the the end of summer really, even though there, there it's it's not officially until I don't know mid or mid or late September for me, Memorial Day kicks off summer, Labor Day ends summer, and one beautiful thing about Labor Day is football season, a lot of great college football from over the weekend, high school football has been in full swing for a couple of weeks here. uh just very grateful to see full stadiums, a lot of enthusiasm uh around the country with college football. Uh, not going to get a chance to talk about uh, USC or UCLA today because I'm recording Saturday morning with Mark Carson. We just felt it was probably best to get this out of the way so we could all enjoy the weekend. So uh, if you haven't noticed, uh, well, you, I'm sure you noticed on YouTube, uh, the nice Get Home Safe logo is behind me. I'm trying a virtual background today, trying something new, mixing it up. You know, this is what we do here at the podcast. So uh, it's, it's not quite Cropped or filtered, or whatever, like you you can't even see the get home part of the logo, it's uh, cut off. So, if anybody has any advice on how to crop my photo here for my background, by all means, let me know, send it my way. Because, uh, as you guys know, who've been loyal listeners, I am uh, always a work in progress, usually a day late and a dollar short at least on the technology side of things. So, the fact that this podcast gets out a weekly like it does, it really is a miracle. I must say it's, it's truly a miracle. So uh, I'm going to record with Mark Carson here soon. I wish we could break down the UCLA USC games, uh, but we're recording early, just uh, a very busy weekend for people out there who just, you know, we want to enjoy the weekend as well. So, but, but it's so awesome to see college football back, see all the tailgating, the full stadiums. I tweeted out a pretty awesome seeing something in Virginia tech was, you know, one of the best, Scenes in college football is when Virginia Tech comes out to take the field. I mean, uh, enter Sandman is is blasting and the, the stands are packed and everyone's jumping up and down. It's just awesome to see stuff like that. It's just unique to college football, I think. Uh, I watched a great Boise State uh, Central Florida game on Thursday night. I thought the Broncos had it, but uh, blew a big lead, un- unlike the, uh, the Boise State Broncos there. And Gus Malzahn got a big win for uh, Central Florida. But uh, anyway, college football, full slate of games, Saturday, some great matchups. Not sure how it's going to turn out, but I'm looking forward to watching that Georgia and uh, Clemson game this evening if I, if I get a chance. But anyway, it's the Monday morning edition of the podcast. And during the football season, we are going to be chatting and breaking down uh real hondo prep football uh their their previous game and also looking forward to their upcoming game and i know on mondays last year i did a lot of college football and nfl talk i still want to do that so what i might end up doing uh, if there's if there's time in these episodes i will do that but what i may end up doing instead of an episode is uh like similar like i did with bill barnes is a facebook live video like a facebook live video Uh, that's, I don't know, 15 minutes. My thoughts of what happened in the NFL on Sunday. 15 minutes, here's my thoughts of what happened, what we saw for college football on Saturday, or maybe just one big video, I don't know. But I I do want to kind of make this the real Hondo Prep Football uh, podcast here during the season anyway, on Mondays. So that's the plan. Mark Carson has agreed to record with me weekly to uh, break down the games and such. So I want to keep that going. Let's promote this program and, and continue to publicize it out there and get people to, to follow it who maybe don't have an opportunity to do so and just talk Rio Hondo prep, prep football. So that's the plan. That is the plan. And uh, I have many different ideas and I try a lot of different things, but um, you know, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Anyway, uh, it is what it is. Looking forward to another conversation with Mark Carson. Rio Hondo prep coming off a big win on Thursday night beating Verdugo Hills High School. They were scheduled to play Linfield Christian We chatted with head coach Deshaun Burns last week on the show, promoting that game, as well as Landon Goodwill, who played for Coach Burns at UTEP. But on Wednesday, two days before the game, Rio Hondo was notified that Linfield had to postpone the game. So it's been postponed to September 25th, which is a Saturday. It was supposed to be Rio's bye week during science camp. Uh, We'll talk to Mark Carson about that. And uh, kind of the fast scramble there to to find a game quickly within a few hours on Thursday against Verdugo Hills High School. Rio Hondo Prep goes uh, over to or up, I should say, over there in the San Fernando Valley to Verdugo Hills Hills, and beats the Dons 44 to 12. We'll get into all of that right now with head football coach Mark Carson. Lots to talk about and uh, just want to say thank you for joining us here. On a Monday edition of the podcast, as we chat Rio Hondo Prep football with head coach Mark Carson. Okay, joining us once again is head football coach Mark Carson from Rio Hondo Prep. He has got some wild hair going this morning, Mike. Mark, you look like you just woke up from a, a summer trip uh, in a sleeping bag.
0: Uh, Saturday morning hair. Oh,
1: I, I love it. Yeah that anymore you got the wild hair you got kids running around in the background uh you're not coach carson uh right now you're, you're dad but but we'll, we'll talk some football still
0: exactly yeah and uh, <laughs> even though i didn't have a, a game last night i went to a game last night so,
1: yeah. oh uh, a little scouting trip or what
0: was the plan uh maybe but i not really it was uh, rob azuzi our good friend and uh rhp alum his son plays uh for elisa miguel down in south orange county and with the uh Freed, Free Friday night. I, I thought it'd be a, might be my one and only opportunity to go see them, see them, and so it was great. It was really cool. CJ's a baller. Uh, one of their two or three guys that plays both ways. Um, never comes off the field, and uh, really cool atmosphere down in Orange County. You know, oh, yeah. they had stands were packed. Nobody's in a mask. Everyone's having a great time. Um, it, it was cool.
1: Yeah, Orange County football's uh, pre- pretty special. Uh, even the, the mediocre teams do a good job of of running the show down there. That's awesome to hear. Uh, Rod Bazuzzi uh, and and his son uh, CJ that that's awesome. Rod was on the podcast a few weeks ago, and uh, happy to hear it, man. So Claudia, you had a, you had a Friday night off, and Claudia yeah. wasn't up to go to dinner or nothing. You're like, I'm going to go watch a high school <laughs> football game.
0: Well, she she was cool with it, yeah. And uh, yeah. she had uh, she and some the kids have some friends over. And uh, enjoyed the Friday night at home, um, and it was—I said—it was kind of a scouting trip in that um, Aliso could be a, a playoff team that we, you know, in the craziness of CIF this year, they have four thousand enrollment, but you never
1: know—we could play them. And so you, you never know, you never know, yeah. indeed. If um, we do, I'll have it uh,
0: in my back pocket I've uh, see them in,
1: in person. I love it. I love it, Mark. Always working, always working. Uh, Rob Bazzusi yeah. would have a, a tough, uh, tough allegiance there. Um, well, yeah, I'm sure Claudia just knows. Hey, drink. <laughs> For for three months or so, uh, Friday nights are kind of booked. Um, well, well, Mark, yep. uh, last week was a lot of fun chatting with you about the Poly game and, and looking forward to the Linfield Christian game. Uh, unfortunately, last week was pretty crazy for you for a few hours anyway. Wednesday morning, you guys were notified that Linfield Christian uh, had to postpone Friday's game. So take me through that entire timeline, if you will. Uh, from the call you guys got up until you guys kicked off with verdugo hills thursday night
0: yeah so wednesday morning i would say around 10 ish i get a call from their athletic director um, informing us that they have to cancel the game and uh, they said covid related and so it's really all they said but the good news was they wanted to reschedule and they had an opening actually when we have r1 opening science camp week which i think i told you last week we don't. We usually don't like playing on that week, but um, we wanted to keep the game. So we're going to play them on the 25th down in Temecula, which is a Saturday after we get back from science camp. So our kids will be coming in from Brightwood and Arizona on buses Friday afternoon and evening. And then uh, hopefully get a good night's sleep and go play football the
1: next day. Okay. So that was, that was the main reason was Saturday was that um, because of camp you had, you couldn't play really Friday. That wasn't realistic. Right. Okay, so no no practice really. You're gonna have and then play Linfield. Oh, we have a a, a guest there, uh, guest yes, appearance. Mark, this is Hope. Hope, daughter Hope. number three. Hope Carson, daughter number three of four for uh, <laughs> head coach Mark Carson there, uh, assisting us this morning. Uh,
0: so yeah, the timeline. Um, so after that, uh, then we go on a um, kind of get all the coaches on a group tech and say, what do we want to do? And everyone was in agreement we want to play. And so we all kind of started looking around uh, on match preps, who wasn't playing, on CIF Games Wanted website, who was looking for games, and um, scoured the San Gabriel Valley and beyond to try to find someone and um, emailed everyone from, you know, Arcadia to uh, others, other uh, Southern Section schools. And um, Fred Robledo, I think, retweeted our our, uh, notice that we were looking for a game, and somehow Verdugo Hills saw that, and through Twitter, direct messaged me, that uh, they had someone cancel, and they had a home game scheduled, and we come to them on Thursday night, and um, it being Wednesday, you know, I was like, uh, how about Friday? And uh, I guess their school wasn't in, or LA City schools aren't in on Fridays, and then their AD was like, uh, I couldn't get our um, game personnel, game ops personnel there on a Friday. And I don't think we can get a bus on a Friday to go to you guys. And so it was like, if we want to do this, it's got to be on Thursday. So we we uh, said, all right, we'll take it. And we we booked it about a half hour later. And um, it, that's what it was. And so yeah. we're happy to get it. And they were really good hosts. Um, kind of a cool field, kind of a retro field. Looked like it was built probably in the 50s. Um, but cool setup and, and, and uh, out there in Tahanga and, and, uh, we appreciate them doing that for us.
1: Uh, oh, us on and, oh, definitely. Because, definitely. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of funny that it's like, okay, how bad do you want to play? <laughs> because, yeah. uh, you, you got to play in about 24 hours or, or whatever it was, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe 30 hours. So, uh, it's crazy how quickly that can be done with technology and max preps and Twitter as far yeah. as... Ha- Hey, who wants? I feel it's almost like you're a, a kid back on the on the on the uh, in the neighborhood streets, going door to door. Hey, who wants to play today? Let's play some football. Yeah, who wants to? Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: 10, 15 years ago, you'd have had a you'd have to just get on the phone and blindly call people. You know, you know, they wouldn't have been. So, um, you know, some great things about technology. That's one of them.
1: You know, yeah, technology's good,
0: but that, that's one of them. No, As is, sure. you know, Zoom.
1: What did we do with that years ago? Uh, well, a, a little bit of history, I should say. I mean, to my knowledge, to your knowledge, it was the first time Rio has played a city section school, right? Uh,
0: yeah, as far as I know, first time.
1: Man, yeah. very, very cool. So, it's uh, a you know, 210 freeway, not too bad uh, commute for you guys. Probably better than going to Temecula on, on a Friday Yeah, night. exactly.
0: Yeah. So, you know, City section, I mean, I don't know a lot about city section football, but as far as proximity, it makes a lot of sense. You know, it's just rather than traveling around, especially with, you know, uh, gasoline prices going up as they are. It's like, you know, let's play someone close and just yeah get home by, get home by 10 o'clock on a Friday. You know, it's kind of cool. Well,
1: I, I'm, I know that Coach Burns of Linfield is probably really upset about not being able to play the game this Friday. It is good to hear that you guys are playing it in a couple of weeks. Um, we'll try to get him back on to, to, to talk about that, but, uh, let's, let's talk about Thursday's game. So, uh, and also kind of Mark, if you will, since you don't have many road trips, kind of take us through, take us on the bus with you, if you will, uh, seven o'clock game, not too far of a drive, but you probably give yourselves at least an hour to get there. Uh, wh- when did you guys leave? Is there a team meal, uh, right after school or kind of take us through game day if you would.
0: Yeah. So, um, Thursday it was a little different again because it was it was a uh, Thursday not a normal Friday but the kids get out of school um, around 1:40 on Thursdays um, by two o'clock um, we are uh, we go down to the library in school and do a power nap and so um, it's the darkest room on campus um, and, and uh, really no windows down there in the basement of Hampton Hall and and uh, take about a 45 minute nap um, oh, if man. they want to uh, most yeah. of them take take part in that and then um then we wake him up and we had a meal at three uh ryan mccullough's dad uh provided the meal and he works at a restaurant or manages a restaurant in uh, glendale and so it was a filet mignon and um every guy (laughs) every guy had a little filet and and uh mashed potatoes and the whole spread asparagus carrots it was nice
1: Man, you got, you got, we got naps. We got filet mignon. I'm all in already. This is yeah, great. Yeah.
0: And then we, and then we, um, so we eat and then we got about an hour till we leave. So we tape, get dressed and they advise us to go there dressed because they weren't sure the AD about the locker room availability, et cetera. Um, so eat and dress. We left around 4.30, got there around 5.30. Uh, actually did have a locker room, which was nice and it was near, near the field. So um, we're able to you know, kind of take our time getting dressed and we go into our warm-up and play. That's it. You know,
1: you know Mark, I, I've noticed about your kind of warm-ups, uh, of Rio over the, Rio does a, a lot of things different than I think other, other schools do. A lot of schools go out there, full, you know, fully dressed, um, do most of their pregame exercises and, and drills and things. And then everyone kind of goes back in with about 30 minutes left and comes back out with like, I don't know, uh, five minutes left or something along those lines and Rio you guys I mean you're out there and kind of without shoulder pads and such really just kind of being loose stretching kicking game for probably a, an hour before the game or so and then you guys don't come out to like 15 minutes before it seems like you do a few uh hitting drills and you're good to go so take me through the pre-game routine what's kind of the 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 yeah. reasoning for it
0: well so we we just I mean the, the basic premise is get loose but don't get overwork ourselves and so you know some teams will put their guys through you know an hour of drills and hitting and all this and we're just like uh you know we want to save it for the game and so and so um we go out warm up um and kind of just kind of build the momentum you know it's kind of just building and so um take it easy as far as um we don't do a bunch of position drills or anything like that um again keeping in mind that maybe someday when we have 60 guys i on the squad and no one's playing both ways, but as it is now, you know, we want to keep our guys fresh. And so I'm yeah. um, kind of build it slowly and uh, then go back in, put our pads on um, after a good warm up, and then just come out, make sure our pads are ready to go hit each other and then go.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it was, it was well before you took over, but you were very influential in, in the program. Um, I remember, you know, for most of us, RHP alums Fridays, well, in this case, Thursday, but game days, Man, two o'clock, three o'clock, that was, that was team dinner. And that was, you go to a restaurant, you go to Chili's or, or you know, mm-hmm. National Sports Grill or Dominico's <laughs> or whatever. And those were those were fun. You got to go and have yeah. a team meal. And then, but a few years ago, you you transit, you, you kind of was like, hey, let the parents want to be involved. Let's involve yeah. them. Not only do you guys have a, a dinner typically the night before the game at someone's house, but you also have a meal provided uh, after school. So talk, if you would, about just kind of involving the parents like that.
0: Yeah, parents really like doing it, and they always do an awesome job. You know, better than any restaurant meal we're gonna get. Mm. Um, usually, high high carb meal on Thursday night before a Friday game, and then um, and then uh, a lighter sometimes, but some some protein on on the game day, and um, and yeah, and the parents it gets them involved, and and they like it. And, um, you know, it's almost like turns into, they're trying to one up each other, I think on the meals. And so it kind of turned into a little competition, but no, no, they all do an awesome job. And then, um, so it gets the guys, you know, again, it's nutrition, sleep, hydration, that all goes into having a good Friday night. Hmm. And so we try to get them started on it uh, on Thursday with a a good meal. And then just the, the the Thursday night usually includes a meeting, um, of some sort where kind of the guys are allowed to express themselves and, and, uh, their thoughts on the game and feelings and all that. And so it's, it's a positive thing.
1: Now now I know most coaches if they're honest and and they are about this is uh, they, they, they steal stuff from people, they steal stuff from programs. So how did you kind of find this vision to, to have this and involve parents more and, and have a, a, a pregame a meeting on the, the night before the game and such?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm not ashamed to say it. We stole it from um, De La Salle high school when that, when that book came out and all that stuff on them back in the nineties, uh, doing what they did, and then, um, I guess the book probably came out in the early 2000s, but um, kind of telling the story of their program, and and Thursday night team dinners was a big thing, and so that's when we started it, um, I think in the early 2000s, um, maybe mid-2000s, like 2005, 2004, we started doing it, and and once we got rolling, it became a tradition, and everyone just thought, oh, this is how it's always been, and yes. um, the kids <laughs> expected it, and so, um you know, it's one of those things that takes obviously extra work, mainly for the parents and stuff, but um, the kids like it. And, and we think it benefits all of them. Yeah. It's, one, it's one of the
1: yeah. one of the many different reasons why football is different. It separates itself is that you're able to do these things and the parents and families buy in. We can't say that enough that it takes, it takes all of them being willing to yeah. uh, to do this for the kids and everything. So that, that's just awesome to hear too. You know, people want to be a part of something you want to let them be a part of it in some way exactly. or some form, you know? So yeah. uh, very, very cool. Okay, to, so to the game we go, um, didn't know what to expect. Now, going into this, typically, Mark, you, you have some film, you're able to watch for a few days and prepare your guys. This was, we're just going to go out and, and do what we do uh, yeah. and hopefully yeah. out execute them. So was that kind of the mindset going in without much preparation?
0: Yeah, so we've had practice Wednesday night at 6.15. I think we got their film at about 5.45. And so, uh, yeah, typically by by Wednesday night, we have the full game plan ready. And it's kind of our our game speed night. And, uh, you know, the San Diego Valley officials always come out that night. And so it feels like a mini game. Um, um, They come out to train their guys, uh, which is cool. We appreciate them doing that. Um, And so it feels like a little game on Wednesday nights. And and by then we have a full diagram of what the opposing team does on offense and defense. And our scout is running their defense. Our scout is running their plays. Um, but we didn't have that and so I watched about 15 minutes of film before going out for practice all right all right guys they're spread and uh let's get ready for that and so um Mr. Johnson Randy ROC said hey just run some some of our spread stuff which we don't do a lot and so he had fun you know running our some spread stuff that we do against us and that was pretty much it and then you see how they line up on defense and and we tried to mimic that, that. but that was it there was no no detailed typed up game plan like we usually have with diagrams and yeah.
1: Well, well, it's crazy that, you know, in watching the, the film, uh, the game Friday, Thursday night, um, it lo- it looked as if you guys had been preparing for them for about a month, uh, <laughs> quite honestly, not, not 15 minutes, because I, the, the holes were gaping that you guys were running through, I mean, it, it looked like it was tough for them to gain many yards, uh, the passes they threw were, defenders were there, I mean, we got a, we got a game plan here from, uh, from Hope uh, handing us a <laughs> yeah. sheet of paper there, Mark. Yeah. Uh, next opponent. Uh, so, so, I mean, it's crazy to think that you guys didn't have much time to to scout them or whatever. Uh, and, and that brings me to another question, Mark, how much of when you scout teams, you kind of mentioned it, but like how much of it is okay. We have, what they do is going to dictate what, what we do as far as our defensive or offensive schemes, or is it, you don't, you don't come up with new stuff necessarily, but you just, you see what they do and you try to counter it. Kind of what's the balance there.
0: Yeah. It's, it's for us, you know, first, um, offensively it'll be how, how are going to try to defend us? And so we got to work, you know, a lot of our scheme is on angles and, and, and who to block where and where to block them and, um, and what holes to hit, what, what gaps to attack. And so we see how they're going to defend us, um, And, and who we got to block, you know, who's making all the tackles. Mm. Let's use what we're looking for on the offensive side of the ball. Um, And then defensively, um, I'm always looking at tendencies, which obviously I couldn't get any of that tonight. Tendencies, um, best players, what they like to do. Right. And, and I'm always trying to eliminate what they like to do, make them uncomfortable and, um, and then go to plan B and then let's see if their plan B is better than our, than our scheme to stop it. And so um, that's kind of our overall look. But um, that being said, you know, game Thursday kind of reminded me of our JV coaching days. Yeah. You, know, it's like you don't have any scout on them. You just show up and play and, and you're adjusting on the fly. And, yeah. and so I think coaching JVs for all those years probably helps us, helps me in that, that aspect. You know, you got to kind of figure it out as you go. Oh, what are they running? you look over in the pregame warm-up when they're running okay they're running double wing today guys here we go and uh so that's how it is and uh i've done that i did that for years uh coaching jv football and so you're you're kind of prepared that way
1: i love i love it yeah that's a great point i never thought of that uh you know all your experience uh you know working youth football and high school football uh, yeah, yeah uh, no doubt so um, and they were in the same boat you know? oh yeah
0: yeah so it was it was fair
1: yeah yeah it's it was absolutely a level level playing uh ground uh surface except for the actual playing surface it looked like out there It looked a little rough on film but uh uh, park that's for sure so yeah no no indeed so i mean without getting into you know giving away any secrets sometimes you know different weeks okay we're gonna end up blitzing more or hey sometimes we feel more confident in our front three here and we're going to drop more in coverage because this team throws, it it all depends week to week kind of what you guys do.
0: Yeah. We, we will never just say, Oh, we're running this, no matter what, you know um, we're going to adjust to the offense. And, and so I know some, you know, I've been to plenty of coaching clinics and say, this is our deal. This is what we do every Friday, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. Um, That's one way to do it. But, but we like to adjust to the opponent and with our personnel um and our scheme we think we can adjust quickly and and, you know yeah if we got to put eight in the box we put it in the box yeah we're gonna drop eight we'll drop eight you know and just um and that's kind of the flexibility our system provides and and our i think our players are smart football players and and they're they're uh great at adapting
1: yeah that's a good word right there is being able to adapt week to week uh mark as far as the actual game goes i mean you know it was kind of over once it started you guys jumped out 28 nothing lead in the first quarter uh Gio Ortega had a huge night three quick touchdowns before you blank two on offense and one on on uh defense so first time the defense uh got got on the uh, the scoreboard yeah, this year I've seen that right right free, yep. free free possessions free points really um so I mean and you're, we'll look at a few plays here but what were your overall thoughts from the game itself the fast start and how you guys finished
0: yeah well, I thought it was cool they came out and surprised us with an onside kick and uh, 55 for us. Ray Montez did a great job uh, covering that up. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I appreciated their aggressiveness there. I'm like, hey, we're going to go after these guys. And and you looked at their size and kind of what they marched on the field. Like, okay, this might, you know, maybe this would be a game. Um, but we were just too quick off the ball, I think, uh, for them. And um, and too quick to the ball on defense That that I don't think they were used to that that speed of, of play. And so despite their size advantage, I think, I think we were just too fast for
1: them. You, you guys really <laughs> were, it looked like slow motion really. And, and it, 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 I will say that a team that executes, you can look even faster and quicker just because you're, you, I mean, you are a step a quicker really, but being able yeah. to execute is a huge advantage and it's not like you guys were just running around them with all your speed. I mean, there was a uh, really precise blocking there and, and, uh geo uh you know Rio hondo's this this running attack and your first two touchdowns yeah. mark first two touchdowns uh were passes and, and you got one from each quarterback to my knowledge right damien right, right.
0: and yeah, uh, had one, and had one. yeah
1: yep. so take me th- the the two plays look very similar um uh, and maybe we'll look at them here let me try to set that up but talk about your two quarterbacks there in those two plays
0: yeah great um one's a senior one's a sophomore damien diaz is a senior um and so yeah that was a uh, um, a far right slot, 53 quick, 298 is what we call it. And uh, the cool thing about that play when you bring it up is the play action. And so obviously we had got to that point on the field down, down into the red zone uh, with our running game. And so all three of their linebackers on that side of the field, on the wide side over there, um, bid on the play action and that gave Gio, you know, the step he needed to get by him and then it was a good throw. And then Gio finished it, you know, with a nice run. So um the play action is really the cool thing about that and something that we've been working with jonathan on 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 his fakes um you know it's like we, we're so good running the ball if you make good fakes it's going to help us in the passing game so um that'll be a fun thing to watch and and geo with the motion going already he has momentum kind of carrying him out there to play action and so it just kind of gives him the the uh, jump on him
1: yeah absolutely yeah. It's a really good play, I, and I like that each quarterback again uh, was able to kind of execute there. And uh, I love the. Uh, let me see here. Okay, and that's our game. Play see? action. Play action is the
0: name of our game in the pat when it comes to throwing.
1: And and it and it's cliche. You know, the the pass should set up or the run should set up the pass. But some people say that and don't really execute. You, your pass plays really truly do look like run plays. Right, and and even how we block, we try not to give it away.
0: You know. Yeah. <laughs> obviously a, a obvious passing situation you know into the game we're down and you know we're in spread or whatever no huddle then, then obviously our lineman might give that away but other than that we try to make every play look like a run play
1: yeah and let me run this here this is play eight right play eight. yeah okay so let's run this uh and let it play out and then i'll pause it and you can comment on it so here we go uh there's a far right slot 53 uh q quick quick quick, quick 298 298 and what is the uh what is the 298 significance that that tells the um that's the pattern that's the patterns for everybody okay there's a lot different there's a lot different from our days mark Mark, where it's like okay uh flanker fade on one ready break (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) the patterns are all numbered uh so one through nine and so um yeah geo's the two and then um yeah then that the receivers count over and they, they figure out what number they are for the, for the rest of the pattern. So yeah, rather than naming a route, uh, it's all a number system, like a number passing tree.
1: And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but rather than say, uh, you know, for us alums fake 33, like fake to the tailback, you now, uh, a fake to the tailback is a 50 number, right? 53. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And a fake to say the fullback would be what a 40, 40 something or a 60 something. Yeah. 40, 40. Okay. So yeah, rather than say, Twenty, a uh, fake, fake thirty-three. You say uh, fifty-three, so uh, I don't know yeah. if people know that. But anyway, let's look at the play here. Okay, we got. Uh, last week it was kind of hard to hear, but so kind of a bunch, and. You not know, want me to talk during play? Motion and then right out of the backfield, and he breaks the tackle there. So, uh, yeah, yeah, Mark, go ahead, go ahead, and uh, talk. it was a little hard to hear. Good play, fake. Yeah, we see the play action. Yeah, draws the outside linebacker
0: the inside linebacker, even the mic backer. And then that just GSO, Geo gets guy to get by that outside backer really quick. And, um, and then Damien makes a nice throw to him, but the play fake is what really
1: sells it. Yeah. I'm running it in slow motion now. No, absolutely. And I mean, you guys do a lot of motion Mark and mm-hmm. I think that has to do, does that kind of add to the concept of like misdirection where the, in the backs crossing and everything.
0: Yeah. Misdirection and gets the linebackers eyes moving. Um, And it allows us to get to um, a numbers advantage and and then we see, okay, if they're going to adjust to it and overplay where we motion to, then we'll go backside. If -hmm. they don't, then we're going to go where we're motioning to and have a numbers advantage. So it's all part of Randy's scheme, which is just incredible.
1: And uh, it gets better and better every year. So no doubt. And really fun to watch. And for those not watching on YouTube, we got uh, a tight, you know, two receivers to the left, uh, a tight end on the right. And that's where the formation, anytime you say uh, right or left in the, mm-hmm. in the formation, that you are referring to where the tight end goes. So uh, okay. no, nobody on the right side, it's kind of empty. Nobody but, split out wide. No, no. And so that kind of adds to the concept of the motion man after play action, having a lot of open space on the right side for the wheel route.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And um, they think, you know, they're thinking right now, like, oh, we got nothing to worry about outside. They see run uh, run action, you know, towards the middle, they all come up and then geo's by them and it's too late. So you see all those linebackers come in. The corner's probably back there somewhere, but he was too deep. But yeah, and, and the throw really helped, you know, a bad throw here. If it's behind him or um, not quite as much zip on it, then then Gio might get, you know, a loss or a one-yard gain, but it's a great throw.
1: Well, and if this linebacker, his eyes got caught in here. And as soon as yep. it kind of like, as soon as the back crosses his face, that's kind of the time yeah, to release the out. ball. Yeah. Throw the ball. Yeah. You cannot under throw this or he can't, right. he's, it's not gonna it's, it could be six going the other way, you know? Yeah. You got it. Yeah. And then geo does a great job here. I mean, what I like markets, the little things right as contact, even though the goal line's close by, right as contact's coming two hands on the football.
0: Yep. He knows. And, and yeah, we, we talk about that a lot. And, um, yeah, he didn't reach out. You'll even notice that here. He's protecting the ball. We call that six points. Uh, six points of contact. And uh, I think the ref might give him a, a, be- a beneficial spot there with the touchdown, but I don't know. Replays, I don't know if it would have shown he scored or not, but but he knows. Um, and he even actually said this when we were watching film yesterday. He goes, yeah, I didn't reach out because you know we're going to have it first and goal on the one, even if it's not a touchdown. That just tells the, you know, the unselfish nature of our team and our players. He wasn't t- worried about getting a touchdown. One of his stats, it was uh he's one of the team to score and yeah we, d- we don't reach the ball out only if it's a desperate situation
1: you know, yeah so uh, so, when you do that when you do that you, you put in one hand on the ball that's trouble and if you do fumble it out of the end zone the defense yeah. gets the football so that's, it.
0: it's almost the ultimate yeah the ultimate uh football penalty yeah. you know is fumbling the ball outside the end zone Great for the defenses,
1: though. <laughs> I, I like that. There's people cry about it, but I'm like, there's yeah. one rule in football that's for the defense. I'm all for it. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. We get one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but no, a great play here, and and we'll go back to the execution. But Mark, there's three guys here, and they meet him at about the seven yard line. He's contacted right around the seven, maybe the six. Um, two guy, one guy, kind of weight room right here, man. Uh, <laughs> and they got him around the waist, and you watch, it's all legs here he's yep. dragging bodies and again i love the two hands on the football just a great play yeah uh let's go back to it again can can you hear okay when i'm kind of running it in slow motion yeah okay and you could see it all right too right yeah yeah it looks great might be better than uh when we were running it in full speed just technology right so again no one on the right side and they got i didn't even look at their look here they got they're 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 i mean this is like the what third play of the game for you guys
0: yeah it was early yeah maybe play eight. So this was after the kickoff, uh, it was probably the fifth place like that. Yeah. So
1: you really haven't even, I mean, you had a couple of good running plays, yeah. which, I mean, you really haven't established like this uh, presence offensively that we're going to run down your throat all night. So to execute this, this early was also very impressive.
0: Yeah. They probably saw JG on the film that we sent though, that uh, yeah, he's their guy. And so, uh, but yeah, it was just, it was a good fake. And so that's something that that's an area of improvement. In our for our running backs, and it's, it was good to see that. And uh you show this to them on film and you're like, Hey guys, this is why fakes matter. You know, it gives us
1: one step. You're right. Well, one step on the guy. And if you look again at that, at the backer who, or maybe he's the corner because there's no split on that side. If you watch him, he gets there's the fake there, he gets two or three steps in, and Geo's already starting to run by him. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, the fakes do matter. Uh, looks like the pass is cut right about the line of scrimmage, so that's okay but you got a few guys drifting. If I, if I got to, <laughs> if I got a nitpick you, Mark, you know, be careful of that. You don't want, you don't want that cheap call happening. No, I know.
0: And uh, yeah, sometimes I get a little carried away, making it look like a run play. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but guys, guys, you get three yards. That's it. Not five.
1: Yeah. And don't yeah. make it. And don't make it three. Don't, don't, you know, make it, yeah. you know, if you do, recoil. There's good. Yeah, absolutely. But again, a great execution there by you guys. Great throw by quarterback. Again, when you don't get many game throws, which I know your guys don't, um, to, to put one on the money like that is, uh, is impressive.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and that's credit to Damian, who's really improved his accuracy. And um, these guys, you know, they'll work. Uh, we call it PRP, player, player run practice. They'll work after practice, after hours, um, after we're done and, and uh, just go out and throw, working on their timing. And, and uh, so credit to them for putting in that extra work.
1: I like that player PRP player run practice. I'm I'm sure you got a a bunch of those uh, little analogies (laughs) or acronyms, Mark. Okay, so I'm going to pull up now uh, a defensive play. You're a defensive guy. I'm a defensive guy. We love uh, we love big time defensive plays. Uh, In between the other play and this play, G. L. scored on another very similar pass play um, from uh, your other quarterback, Armando. Right. Uh, And so last week, Mark against Pauly. Gio had a 90 yard kickoff return to start the second half. They really put the nail in the coffin. Uh, this play here by Gio, even though it's only the first quarter to go up 21, nothing. I mean, this had to just take the wind out of their sails altogether.
0: Yeah, I believe so. Uh, you know, they were hyped. It was their, their athletic
1: director told us after
0: the game, this was the biggest crowd they've had in years. Uh, cause it was the first on-campus game, uh, in since COVID. And so they had a huge crowd out and, uh, they were hyped They had their band, which was really cool. And, uh, and, and they did a good job, man. and and I think this kind of yeah, tech, this, you know, you down twenty one nothing halfway through the first quarter. I think you're, you know, it's hard to come back from that mentally. Um, and so this was this this was kind of the proverbial nail in the coffin. It was like, oh, okay, we're not going to win tonight. Uh, yeah, so,
1: yeah. <laughs> and we got a long way to go. Um, yeah, and, and you've always been a guy, Mark. Since you've uh, when you were coaching special teams, you wanted special teams to score. Defensive guy the same way. I mean, yeah. you you preach and preach and preach. Uh, get the ball and then and then score with it. I, I still I love that uh, fire fire. right I don't know if you guys yeah, do that. Yeah. A turnover, yep, do. It's like, turn around and block. Let's go score. So yeah. Um. Let's see here. Let me run this if we can. So we got um, we got a third and long situation, which I know you love because you can either blitz, you can drop. You got a lot of options here. You got your three down lineman. It looks like you drop into coverage a bit.
0: Yeah. We, so we call third and long is disaster downs. You know, it's third or disaster downs for the offense. And this is when a big play can happen and so um yeah um we, this is up the call we make here is is called a crowd 53 and, and all that is is we're going to crowd the line of scrimmage to make them think we're coming and then we drop eight into coverage and so five uh, underneath and three deep our, our, our three deep show, corner, corner safety and then our five uh our three inside backers and our two hybrid players drop underneath and so you see geo doing a great job here he's He's deking a blitz. He's up crowding the line of scrimmage. Um, their quarterback pre-snap sees that. And I think their big receiver here, this six, this 6'3 kid, um, thinks he's going to be open. I think the quarterback, he, you see him peak. He thinks he's going to be open because Geo's blitzing right in that um, seam. And then Gio drops back, and, and the quarterback doesn't see him and uh, picks it off.
1: Well. So and Gio just a <laughs> great on the and, ball yeah and, and and then you're i think this is another defensive back here he he doesn't even look at the number one receiver out here he he passes him knowing he's got a lot of help here one two and three right. yeah three so deep. he's going to the flat
0: yeah
1: he's already counted on the fact that there's two receivers over here uh there's really no one else to look at so he gets right to the flat there
0: yeah he would have blown that up they threw it there too
1: see this guy's doing
0: what we call an eight route kind of a, a seam skinny post whatever you want to call it and uh and he and their QB, if he looks pre-snap, if you just roll it, you'll see that he he looked and thought that was going to be open. And then Geo drops back into coverage. And so it's kind of cool to see, you know, something you design and draw up work perfectly.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's see it. Let's see it here. Okay, so full speed, we'll run it. Okay, so Geo, he comes up. I'm going to blitz. Oh, never yep. mind. By that time, it's a quick pick six for real Hondo. So – yeah, I mean, like, like you said, he's coming up to blitz. And at the snap, the quarterback looked, yeah. okay, the slant's going to be there, or the skinny post. But Gio drops back. And what do you call Gio's position? Is it a strong safety? What would it be? Yeah, strong safety.
0: Uh, our position name for it is Bandit. This is what we call it in our verbiage. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, that's what he's called. And and another thing you'll see after the interception, yeah, as you mentioned, we have an alert. Anytime we get the ball on, offense, on defense, we all yell fire. And that tells everyone, okay, we got the ball now, go block. And I'm not sure if we get the quarterback, but the number one guy we always make sure to get is the QB because he's going to be the most ticked off. So we're like, make sure we block the quarterback because we want to score. Looks like uh, oh. no, we don't quite get to him, maybe. But yeah, I think McCullough tries to get over there. He runs into a guy. Well, no stupid and, and, blocks there. Yeah, and, and uh, we always tell our, our LBs or DBs who intercept, they go to the near sideline. Don't cross field. And, and so we all know, everyone knows, go to the near sideline on an interception. And if whether you're a returner or another defender, and that's where the blocking is going to be, and so um yeah we practiced that it's not it's not just happenstance so you kind of see everybody probably heard it and then everyone's reeling
1: right and i get to the near sideline and get a convoy going to the end zone good block here mccall is leading the way and the quarterback looks like he runs into his teammate here yeah and if yeah nobody's there and yeah right to the pylon right to the sideline (laughs) easy stuff geo just yeah we did it again so uh, no, a really good play i figured this would be uh picked up here um yeah, just great execution, Mark, by by everybody on this. Mm-hmm. It was a good call by you. And uh, at what point did you know when you saw Geo breaking forward? That's when you kind of knew, oh, he, oh, we got this uh, pick six. Or sometimes, can you see it all happening before it develops?
0: Uh, you no, know, I mean we're we're on the far sideline, and this was opposite us, and so it, it was. It's not, you know, can't always see it. Um, but I could tell just by how you know they came out four wide, just how we kind of thought they would, and. And uh, I thought we might be able to bait him into something. Um, you're not always thinking interception, but you're thinking a, a, a quick throw and a big hit or something like that underneath. And, uh, but, but it worked perfectly. So it was, really, it was fun to see.
1: Oh, no doubt. And you guys had a lot of uh, great plays. And, and again, I have, if I, if I have to pick you apart, Mark, there's, there's very minimal things here. Um, I thought you guys left a few turnovers out there. I mean, I think it was the first play of the game. You guys were in perfect coverage. I can't remember who was maybe number three. Uh, I mean, that, that was a free interception that was just, just dropped. I mean, it's all it is, (laughs) is coming down to catching the football, but yeah, I mean, you can't let those things slip through your fingers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Close game. We're going to need every one of those. And so, yeah, that was our sophomore, young sophomore uh, corner, Curly Kirkpatrick, who's a great player and is only getting better. Um, uh, probably second only to Geo on, on, as the fastest guy on the team. And, um, and and the guys, you know, the guys let him hear it when we were watching film. And he he, he had a good laugh about it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, he wished he would, believe me, he wished more than anybody that he would have caught that ball and got that pick. And I think, they, they, yeah, they had a fumble that was on the ground that we didn't get, you know. Um, so don't like to see that. But um, the, kind of the pick six made up for it, I guess. We score
1: yeah. on a. <laughs> yeah, it's only week two, and uh, no, that it's good to hear that that uh, you know getting razzed by teammates sometimes is good. Uh, defensively, yeah. Mark, I mean, uh, pretty pretty balanced. Uh, Joshua Tafflinger led you guys in tackles with five and a half. Um, Nathan Curtis four and a half. I mean, uh, overall, the defense. Were you pleased with uh, with with yeah. just tackling? Right.
0: I mean, second half. Those guys both played a lot in the second half. Two of our younger guys. And so it was cool for those guys to get on the field and um, make some plays. Yeah, when I told Josh, um, uh, 210 Prep Sports put a little article out of the game, and, and they listed leading tacklers. And well, Josh, you see you in the paper? He's like, what? And, you know, he was all excited about that as the leading tackler. So cool <laughs> for him. And, and
1: great experience, great game experience for those young guys. Well, well, well that brings up a question f- from me, Mark, is, you know uh, – you don't want to always have this, but you you, you play in some blowouts. And how do you balance with such a a small roster? I mean, you you can't put 11 fresh bodies in there necessarily. So how do you balance, you know, not giving uh, the the bulk of your carries to guys like Guerrero and, and McCullough and, and, and Gio and and giving some carries to some other guys, but you also got other positions to account for. So how do you, how do you balance, Hey, let's get some other guys in there. So, you know, uh, Guys aren't getting yeah. hurt, but also the experience. How do you balance all that in a blowout?
0: Yeah, and you don't, you know, you take your starters out too early and they're your starters. They're your usually upperclassmen, seniors and stuff. And it's not fair to them not to play in the game. And so you can't just, you know, get up by two touchdowns up. Now we're going second string the rest of the game because those guys work hard, uh, harder than anybody, you know, and they're they're your guys. And so you want to give them reps and, and just for, pra- for practical purposes, being ready for the next game. Um, you can't just sit guys too early. Um, and the other tough part about it at Rio is we don't have like a third string. And so, you know, <laughs> we barely have a second string a lot of times. And so there's not a lot of bodies to put in. And so you can't, like, if for instance, on offense, if we put our second string O-line in, we wouldn't be able to get a playoff probably, even against these guys. And so you got to keep a few of your leaders and a few of your starters out there just to get plays off. And then um, defensively, which, you know, um, You're not going to get anybody killed by, by taking everybody out. Um, we th- we see that as a positive. You know, it's it's a little hit on the pride when you give up a couple late touchdowns in a in a game like that. But um, we see it as a positive of getting guys game experience. And if they score, uh, so be it. You know, um, we're not going to get. You know, you would look silly to have a starter out there. You know, 44 to nothing game, and he gets hurt <clears throat> um, when it's not you know necessary. And so. Um, we got that aspect in it, but the main aspect is getting our young guys reps. And, um, if they score, so be it, we're fine with it. Um, as long as we come out of the game healthy, but yeah, it is yeah, a tough yeah. announcing act.
1: Um, and maybe they messed up the, all right, maybe I was incorrect here. They messed up the, uh, the article here. Was it, uh, it says Calvin Johnson had a, had a touchdown run or was that size?
0: No, that was Calvin. Yeah. Uh, he had number, a nice run. That number was two? I think,
1: um, was what that is- our second touchdown? I thought it was no, – no, I'm saying the number. It was Calvin number two. Do you remember? Uh, Calvin is – yeah, Calvin's number two. Okay, so he's number yeah. two. No, that was that was one heck of a run, Mark. I mean, he, yeah. he ran through some t- – it was a gaping hole, but I thought he finished that run really well as a guy who maybe doesn't run the ball that often, you know, uh, second string or whatever. I He looked like a pro on that one.
0: Yeah, he's, he's a great athlete and another guy who's really – um, taking his training seriously and worked out and, and just kind of made himself into a great football player. I mean, he was always a, a really good football player, um, but maturing how he has the last couple of years uh, over the pandemic year and then now this year, he's just he's a monster out there. Looks like looks like his old man out there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, good old Rick. Uh, yeah. It helps, uh, you know, when when Uncle Randy's calling the place I'm sure <laughs> getting, getting some love. Yep. uh, that helps. But no, McCola got in the end zone for the first time. Um, he had a run up the right sideline where uh you know he doesn't go out of bounds necessarily but he I think he saw a, a kid come up a safety and uh he 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 dropped the shoulder on him pretty good yeah
0: I think that was play 16 it was actually a pass play a, a little um yeah pass play to him if you want to watch that it, and then yeah Ryan he does not know how or does not look to avoid contact it's, op- it's actually the opposite he's looking for contact and that poor kid hey credit that kid for sticking his nose in there but yeah he he kind of got Got the, the worst end of that, that
1: one. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, here's the play here. Okay, let me pull it up. So, 16? 16. Yeah, no, we got be... one,
0: no, 116.
1: Um, let me see. Go to the next.
0: Let me see. Uh, what play was that?
1: Wonder. That's all good. Complete. Okay, pass. This yeah, is this it, might I think. be it. 17.
0: There you
1: go. Okay, so McCullough is the fullback here. And you got that pulled pulled out away, to the so right. That might be fun for
0: the fans to see.
1: Yeah, McCullough here, wide open. Man, he speeds up what you said. Tribute to that little guy for yeah,
0: We respect that.
1: Totally respect that. Very nice. And, and it's it was interesting, you know. wrinkle. Throw him kind of a yeah.
0: a little wheel. Yeah, around another here. wrinkle. Give something else for people to worry about. <clears throat> oh, now we got to worry about this guy motioning out of the backfield. Who's going to cover him? Yeah. Oh.
1: No. Absolutely. Randy really does a good job of of uh, of making plays look the same, but also wrinkles and I don't know. And and Mark, I have to ask with with all these numbers. 989, 53, 70, you know, uh, do the kids ever get confused? I know I would probably with all those numbers, like, wait, right?
0: (laughs) Yes, they do. The answer is yes. Um, But that just comes down to practice and getting it right, repping it enough where where they feel comfortable. But yeah, they, especially, I mean, you should have seen us, you know, whenever a month ago, we're getting ready for the season. Yeah. You're bumping into each other. Three guys running the same pattern. I thought I was a nine. I thought, no, no, no. And and yeah. So yeah, but, but they figure it out and, and Randy likes to challenge them and make them think. And uh, we think that's awesome and, and make them figure it out. And so it might be a little sloppy early on, but um, you know, by the time the season gets rolling, we hope to have it, have it, have it down.
1: Oh, no doubt so, about um, it. Yeah. I would, I would have to speak much more clear than I did probably when I was playing. What <laughs> did
0: you say 53 or 33? Which one is yeah. it?
1: Um, hey. So no, very, very good. Uh.
0: Oh, the other thing I wanted to mention about, said- about our second string getting in the other cool, the third cool thing about it is those guys are a lot of the, you know, they're the scout team all week and yeah. um, you know, and so it's fun to reward them with some playing time in front of the fans and all that. So when we could do it, anytime we can, even if it means you know, yeah, giving up a couple of touchdowns or whatever, we think it's it's worth it for for that reason as well.
1: Oh no doubt. And mm-hmm. and six six for six on extra points. I always like to note that because uh, Scott's been awesome. Yeah. yeah, and 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 let's give some love to your your snapper and your holder too. Uh, who else is on the unit?
0: So that's Damian Diaz. Our QB is the snapper. You know, um, at Rio, you got you to gotta do multiple things, and then. Uh, <laughs> And then our holders, Calvin Johnson.
1: Wow. Well, uh, a great job by those guys as, uh, as you know, uh, Mark, when you, when you started coaching high school, it was the JV team and you were the special teams guy. You'd have me, Devin Drain, and Bill Ritter out there uh, for an hour after practice, it seemed yeah. like snap, hold, kick, snap, hold, kick. And it's just repetition and practicing. So I know you take pride in that. Yeah. We aren't going to give away free points. No, no, you can't. Free point. Um, <laughs> it, it is. It is. Absolutely. So uh, 44 to 12. Uh, a good win for you guys, especially on the the extra short week and short notice. Uh, how how were the Verdugo? You said their their staff and everything was was very welcoming to you guys and all that. Were they uh, anything said after the game? And did you see kind of a deer in the headlights from them or anything afterwards? Um,
0: no. One thing um, their coach said after the game, which I thought was cool, he goes, he goes "Hey, I never I never seen a team. Um, I don't remember the exact words. He said, he said I never seen a team, you know, call off the dogs like you did in the second half, and we really appreciated that." And, um, he said, I, I didn't know a lot about you guys and I'm going to follow you. So I really, really appreciate
1: that. Oh man. That's, that's so cool to hear. That is so cool to hear. Absolutely. Um, yeah, a big size advantage I'll say from, from Verdugo, um, some big kids out there, but Mark, you guys just look so fast compared to them. And, and did your kids take notice of that? Did they say, okay, some of our, again, some more of our training and and agility things it it has paid off.
0: Yeah, I think they all know it. And you watch film and it kind of really pops and, uh. You know we got to sell them on on what makes us good, you know, mm-hmm. and so um, especially as, as the season gets um, the tougher games come along, you got to be able to to go to that well and say, guys, this is what we do and and um, this is what we do well. So so let's not forget that and let's you know execute, play fast, hit and and hopefully that carries the day.
1: Yeah. Well, well, Mark, I know you guys were looking for a game last minute. I mean, I'm, I just just be thankful you guys didn't uh, happen to call that Bishop Sycamore team. I don't, did you hear about that?
0: <laughs> that is crazy. That's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. And to me, it blows my mind that I could see an opposing school getting duped, but that ESPN got duped. And yeah. it's like, where, where's your researchers? Where's your you know fact checkers? It's
1: like, I mean, that's kind of embarrassing for that network too. Oh yeah. And, and for I those that don't know game. for those that don't know they played uh was it img academy who's pretty well known yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and and this bishop sycamore who might not even be a real high school uh and and they said yeah we got all kinds of d1 talent and espn's like oh, okay we'll put you guys on the game and then didn't they even have some guys who weren't even in yeah, high schoolers
0: like, yeah they're like juco players <laughs> <laughs> it's like, crazy oh, i
1: can't crazy believe this
0: day and age with social media that they could have gotten away with it and it could have gotten that far
1: oh yeah They actually played the game. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Thank goodness that didn't happen. But, uh, yeah, so you guys uh, got the game in. That's great. Uh, Let's talk about Boron. A pretty good rivalry, Mark. You guys have played every year, to my knowledge, for a long time. Um, Tell me about the rivalry. Maybe uh, their coaching staff, they love to play you guys. Tell me about the relationship with Boron.
0: Yeah, so started, I think the first time we played them was 2008. Um, I believe they were the number one seeded team in the playoffs. We went up there for a quarterfinal game. They're averaging like sixty-five points a game, just blowing everybody out, and uh, we beat them on our way to a championship. And ever since then, uh, I think the next year they called us and said, "Hey, we want to play in the regular season." And uh, I'm like, okay. And um, it's definitely a fun road trip. Uh, we like going out there. Um, it's home this year, but but uh, it's kind of a cool. If you've never been out to Boron, California, very remote. Um, it's a mining town. Uh, they mine. Borax, I think, out there. Um, and uh, they take their football seriously. So it's like small town America in California. And yeah, so yeah. the whole town comes out. Everyone in the school plays on the team, just about. And uh, it's fun. And, and, you know, they'll come in with a chip on the shoulder, they'll hit and be well coached. Um, Rob Kostopoulos, who's been their longtime coach, he just stepped down. Now he's uh, more in administration at the school, but he's still organizing and running things for the football program. But their new coach, I, I don't know his name um, off the top of my head, he's been their longtime assistant. So it's going to be the same old same old Boron. And they're looking pretty good. They beat, came down here and beat South Pasadena handily a couple weeks ago. They won last night. And so um, we think it's going to be a fun game at, at Care Park on Friday.
1: Yeah, they lost their opener to Foothill of Bakersfield, 16-7, to so pretty low-scoring game there. Uh, they came to South Pasadena, as you mentioned, beat them 33-14, so that's an impressive score. And then put up some more points last night against Riverside Prep, 36-8, to so it seems like a slow start, but they got the ball rolling and put put together a few wins here.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be a fun game. I know, I'm looking forward to it. Our guys are looking forward to uh, you know, a four-quarter game.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and over the years, there really has been some really great around Rio games. Uh, and, and I'll tell you this, Mark, it, if you do have to make the trip up there, I know you guys aren't this year. Way better doing it in September than November. Yes. That that place can be cold.
0: Yeah, yeah, we prefer <laughs> them playing them early in the season, and they're in the central <laughs> section now, so we don't have to worry about going up there for playoffs. Yeah, we lost the playoff game up there. Um, I think it was thirteen to six. And and it might have been 20 degrees at kickoff and just got colder throughout the night. Uh, We beat them up there once when it was that cold as well. But uh, um, yeah, high desert, you get the wind blowing and there is nowhere to hide. It is just (laughs) freezing cold. And uh, man, kind of crazy that it gets that cold in Southern California, but it does, believe it or not.
1: Well, uh, our ball warmer yeah yeah no kidding yeah it, it, the the weather's changing a little here i love this uh, the turning of the leaves if you will as, mm-hmm. as you always said but it looks to me like they're they're averaging about 170 yards on the ground a game uh they don't throw it much so you guys kind of know them and they know you so uh, kind of a similar team their formations and touch are a lot different than you guys but they like to run the ball they they yeah. want to they want to play good defense so a pretty pretty balanced looking game i think
0: yeah i think it'll be a fun game for our fans um and, you know, those running games, both teams were on the ball. Those games are usually done pretty quick. As you know, as an official, you know, you love seeing that. Clock keeps rolling. Uh, get, <laughs> you, know, you know, get done with the game, clean up, go get something to eat, and enjoy the rest of the evening.
1: Did you guys play them in 2019? Well, you, I mean, I know you did, but do you remember it?
0: Yes, we played them. that was – we went out there, I believe. Yeah. That was the last time we played them. We went out there. Um,
1: yeah, I think – I mean, I I would have to look it up to be sure, but I think we won pretty handily up there. And and you guys have, honestly, you guys have won the majority of these games that you've played in the past 10 plus years. Yeah, they won won a few. mm -hmm. We've had a few close ones,
0: but yeah.
1: And we've kind of controlled it that way. Um, Well, I didn't prep you for this and I didn't even think of this until now, but the, the game is this Friday, Mark, on September 10th, one day before... The 20th anniversary of, of, of 9-11 and i was a junior when 9-11 happened and i remember mm-hmm. it was a tuesday and um I, you know rio doesn't do a lot of like praying publicly before the games and such but i remember that night we played that friday night
0: mm-hmm.
1: um a lot of american flags uh, we played bethel christian and jordan ross scored six touchdowns six different ways or something like that but uh before the game Mr. Horton I think the principal of Bethel Christian you know we all gathered in prayer for for the nation and it's just so hard to believe man that that was that was 20 years ago
0: yeah wow man yeah so uh I don't know what we'll do it's a good thought but I think we should definitely do something maybe a moment of silence or for the national anthem that'd be cool but yeah that was crazy 20 years ago man yeah, wow. how, the world,
1: how the world's changed 20 it, years no yeah no kidding we we need a whole <laughs> podcast for that but uh yeah I, I just remember a lot of schools canceled uh we actually played the game that friday
0: yeah. um
1: and, and i remember just it was a great sense of pride taking the field that night knowing that the country was suffering and all we were doing was playing a high school football game but after hurting all week it was like we needed something to kind of bring us together and and it felt like yeah. normalcy so yeah, it was
0: cool man and, and across the country you know it's like uh, football provided a, a a chance of gathering for everybody a chance for people to gather and and kind of mourn together but celebrate what's great about america together too and, and, and there's nothing better than nothing better in american society than american football Man, i don't
1: know you got That's you, you got that right man there's an yeah. attack on football and 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 we'll you know we don't need to get into all that but men, young men need to play high school football and uh in closing mark you know this is a big college football weekend I have yeah. some great memories with you, my friend. Yeah. Uh, we'd ref the two care games on Saturday morning, <laughs> and then we'd go to your mom's house, and we'd eat Domino's pizza and watch some afternoon college football. Yeah. Uh, you and I went to the Auburn USC game Memorial Day weekend. I remember that, yeah. That, that was a blast. So uh, some great college football memories with you, man. And, and w- how excited are you to see college football back? Super excited
0: and super excited that that there's fans in the stands, man. You saw that like Virginia Tech, you oh. know, they're uh, – their their Metallica entrance and it's just like oh yes where has this been yeah. you know and uh it was so awesome and 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 the fans in the stands and that because that's I mean let's be honest college football without the fans is not the same you know and so you need the crowd you need the fans and so I'm just you know it's it's, it's encouraging that that's back to normal and um and yeah I can watch college football all day oh me too I yeah. I, I, I would like to watch college football all day it doesn't always work out that way but. <laughs> but um, I'll catch the SEC game for sure. You
1: know? Yeah. I'm actually, I'm
0: actually encouraged about UCLA. I think, um, I think they're going to have a good team too. I think, I think we'll, we'll see. We'll find out a lot about them tonight, but I can always say good things happen when you run the ball and, and it seemed like they can run the ball. And so if uh, they can control a little clock
1: here against LSU, it might be a game. Yeah. What did, what did Woody Hayes say about the forward pass? Uh, there's three things can happen and two of them, two are, bad. Of them are bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Most well, people don't take that to heart anymore. We certainly do it real. Oh know. man, run to win, run to win, and uh, and and play action to compete. I think that's in the Bible somewhere too. But uh, <laughs> uh, but it, but uh, no, I it, it's uh, it's it's fantastic. I, I'm excited. Yeah, LSU against UCLA, huge game. Uh, Georgia, I love Clems- that. yeah, two power five schools, two power five teams getting together. That's awesome. Well, let's go. And sure. I'll I'll tell you this: SC's got their hands full with the defending Mountain West champs, San Jose State. Yeah. They better. Don't sleep on the Spartans. No, San
0: Jose State is going to come in with uh, something to prove. And I, I saw them a little bit last week. They look good. Yeah. You know, I mean, SC will have every player on their team. Um, none of them got recruited by San Jose State. And likewise, none of the players San Jose State, state recruited uh, were recruited by SC. And so it's like, SC
1: has a personnel advantage. And so it's like, but yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, um, sure, so I'm sure, I'm sure they'll go five wide on, on fourth and one, uh, like they yeah, did last year. And, and from the shotgun shotgun. And, yeah. Uh, let's, yeah. let's make it a fourth and six now with the, the shotgun back there, but I,
0: I'm cautiously optimistic, but I'm worried that it's going to be like the last five or six years after the first game like uh, SC's still not back. Yeah. They're okay, right. but they're not back. Yeah. You know, I'm afraid that's how it's going to be, but um, I would love to be proven wrong.
1: Prove me wrong. Yeah. And, and finally, Mark, you know, I, I don't know about you. I can only speak for me, and I think you're the same. But I, I love cheering for those, those Fresno States, those Boise States, yeah. those, even San Diego. Yeah. Those teams that like are kind of a second tier. Reminds me of real Hondo in a sense. You know, you're not a Division yeah. One program or anything. But I, I, don't. I love seeing teams play with a, a chip on their shoulder. Um, BYU comes to yeah. mind. We went to yeah. that game in the Coliseum. That's where we're sitting there in the stands, and you're going BYU runs this three three five defense. You know, yeah. fits their personnel. Yeah. And now yeah. years later, that's what you guys do.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's kind of the birth of our defense was that uh, Saturday afternoon watching BYU. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's awesome. And yeah, San Diego State, they looked really good last night. I don't know if you saw that, that score, but um, yeah, you like these programs who are kind of, you know, um, under, maybe undervalued and play really good football. And and that's what I hope we don't lose in college football with this realignment and all that. Um I like the fact that, that there's some parody and, and, you know, I like the big boy matchups too, but, but I don't want it to turn into, you know, two giant super conferences, with 40 teams or
1: something. I don't think that'd be healthy. No. Good for anybody. Man. I'm telling you, yeah. a, Wy- a Wyoming yeah. against uh, San Jose, San San Diego state is, is a heck of a game. Boise-, yeah. Boise state. These schools have a lot of Southern California kids on them as well. Yeah. They, they knew, they knew a good job of, of finding guys, that's what you appreciate them you know they're not littered with five-star
0: four-star recruits because they can't get those guys but they actually got to work to get their guys yeah so they got to go to the small schools they got to go to the remote schools um they got to find juco guys and, and make their team that way so you appreciate just the work that you know went into making that team successful
1: yeah. Oh man, college football. I, I gotta go to work today, but I'll be watching a little bit here and there. I, I I came down this morning, Mark, to set up and get my coffee. And I was like, Oh, wait, college football's on. We got pregame shows, we got yeah, all kinds day, of yeah. stuff. nine o'clock kickoff here on the West Coast. I was like, Woo, we're back, baby. Yeah, it's awesome. And, and, and uh, NFL
0: Matt NFL how the Rams gonna
1: do. Oh man, I'll tell you in about 18 weeks, but uh i like i like stafford being uh you know at the helm i think the, the defense was i hope they don't lose a step losing their defensive coordinator uh mm-hmm. they have the two best defensive players in football i think in ramsey and, and donald um it's, i mean i the, the division is tough the nfl's tough yeah. that's that's one thing Tennessee about West. the nfl that is different yeah. than college is there's no there's no off weeks every game is no. best athletes in the world
0: yeah and it's it's the margin of a victory and defeat is so small you know and so it really comes down to a few plays every game. Yeah. A few calls by the coaches, a few plays by the players and that determines the outcome of the game.
1: Every game is <laughs> is three or four points. You're like, hey, there's yeah. a 40 yeah. point blowouts like college sometimes. So No. Mark, enjoy the weekend, uh, enjoy uh the time with the family. Happy Labor Day to you man and uh hey, go get the Bobcats next week. I called you guys Cat Cat Hunters last week taking down Panthers and then uh the Lions and then I didn't even realize the uh, Boron was the Bobcats okay. another another cat. So you were supposed yeah. to have three cats uh here to start your season right right yeah and the uh
0: i think bobcats might actually be native to the high desert of, of southern california you know so we're <laughs> yeah it'll be fun Mark- yeah, we're looking forward to it hey thanks matt you have a good weekend too
1: hey you got it man enjoy the football let's uh go and beat, beat boron we'll uh we'll talk to you next week man good luck sounds good thanks matt Thanks again, Mark Carson, for joining us on the Get Home Safe podcast, breaking down the Rio Hondo Prep victory from last Thursday and looking ahead to the uh, upcoming game against Boron. And for fans out there, be sure to send uh, in some questions, some topics that you'd like me to discuss with Mark outside of just the game stuff. Tried to include some of that today. Uh, in regards to, you know, what happens kind of before the game, the team meal situation, just keeping the fans informed and and included. So if you have some questions for Mark, by all means, send them in. If you see something that stuck out on film or, Hey, why do you guys do this or whatever? could be anything. Uh, Mark is is up for the challenge of getting questions from fans and such. So that's what we want to do here on Mondays. We're going to try to record on Saturday mornings, I think. So that, um, the episodes can be released Monday and we're not rushing or anything. So that's just give you guys a little insight on what we're planning to do in moving forward. Uh, so we'll get Mark a little more fresh off the game, fresh off the victory or, or, uh, God forbid a loss, uh, Friday night. We'll have him Saturday morning. if He still has a voice, but anyway, thanks again for joining us uh, guys. Just a few housekeeping items. As always, there's many great ways to follow the get home safe podcast. If you haven't done so already, follow us on social media, our Facebook and Instagram pages, get home safe podcast, where we post photos of the upcoming guests, typically on Thursdays, as we do have a new guest uh, every Friday for a long form interview or a fun conversation. We also have a Twitter handle that is get home safe pod in our email address is gethomesafepodcast podcast at yahoo.com our youtube channel is get home safe podcast give us a a like there if you'd like to subscribe and uh, give us a comment we've seen a few comments recently that uh, we're, we're responding to that is is great hearing from fans out there so appreciate all the support everywhere you can listen to the get home safe podcast of course uh, many different places apple spotify google uh, wherever you listen to them to us uh, feel free to give us a like and, and uh, rate our podcast accordingly so Everybody have a great weekend. I say that now on Saturday, even though this will be released on Monday. But once again, happy Labor Day to all. Hopefully, uh, everyone's barbecuing and uh, not working, just enjoying themselves. So uh, we will be back on Wednesday with Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. And on Friday, we will have a long-form conversation with a guest that has been recorded, but I'm not going to tell you. About who that is just yet. I will wait till later in the week to keep it mysterious. So you'll have to follow us on social media. You see, see what I did there, guys? Uh, uh, See, it's it's a work in progress, and uh, I'm I'm always manipulating you guys as best I can. Anyway, any tips for the background to crop the photo? Send that to me so I don't look like uh, an idiot uh, with with my my background here. But anyway, guys, uh, happy Labor Day! And guys, as always, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or rounding third base, get home safe you.